0: Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns and Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snow Deal double G. Hi, this is Don Salad. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyoncé. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo! Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Alright everybody, welcome again to The Sports Beat. This is your host, Richard Holdridge. The official name of the show is called The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On this Tuesday, this is definitely a special show because I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I normally don't talk about the Cowboys, being a 49ers fan. They got a very impressive win over the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. And I cannot get enough of Peyton and Eli doing their thing. It's incredible TV. Cowboys are two and one. You had a very slow day in baseball. A lot of makeup games from rainouts, but the Braves do take on the Philadelphia Phillies for a three-game series in Philadelphia. The NFL reinstates wide receiver Josh Gordon, and he signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Are the Chiefs desperate for more weapons at 1-2? and This show has been going great. Before I get into the sports of the day, I just want to say that I have been blessed. I've been doing this show since January of 2020. A little bit about me in case you're new to this podcast. I have over 20 years experience of broadcasting. I was a broadcasting major at Freed Hardman University. I was the play-by-play announcer for the baseball team. I was also one of the play-by-play announcers for the basketball team. And I've also done play-by-play in football, soccer, women's softball, you name it. If there was a sport out there, I would do play-by-play, including golf. But I would have to change my tone a little bit. But currently, right now, I am the public address announcer for Russell County High Football. They are 5-1 and one on the season, and they've got a big game against Opelika this Friday. Tickets are on sale for $8 if you want to make it out to the field. Or you can listen to the game on YouTube. Beam 7 is the local cable station in East Alabama that broadcast all Russell County home games. I've already done two games, and both of them are on YouTube if you want to check them out. Despite the growth of this podcast, I think it's very important as a broadcaster that I continue getting more experience producing episodes of podcasts, editing, and publishing it on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast platforms. So that's something important. I want to get that out. Now on to the sports. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21 to last night. Dak Prescott's first home game since the injury to a capacity crowd in Dallas of 93,000. And he was brilliant. 21-26, 238 yards and three touchdowns. When he's healthy and when he has a healthy offensive line and the Cowboys have a decent defense, because that's what they have with defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. They've got some players on defense. Micah Parsons is a good middle linebacker. Travion Diggs is a good player in the secondary. The Cowboys have made some stops. Trayvon Diggs had a 59-yard interception return to push the score to 27-7, and the Cowboys did not look back. You had Dalton Schultz getting two touchdown passes from Dak Prescott. You had Ezekiel Elliott with two touchdown runs. And the Cowboys are back on track. I don't think the media is going to beat them up after every loss, because this is a good football team, and the NFC East is the division for the taking. The Cowboys are clearly the best team in the NFC East, and they will make the playoffs, and they will host a playoff game. Now, are they going to win the Super Bowl this year? That is hard to tell. They have the ingredients to reach the Super Bowl, a stout running game, a good offensive line, and a decent enough defense to get some stops but you look at all the teams in the nfc the reigning champs the buccaneers the rams the packers are back on track and i still think the 49ers are a good team despite their injuries the cardinals the panthers both are 3-0 no one saw that coming the nfc has some good teams and the cowboys could win a playoff game but their postseason woes dates back almost 20 years Dallas has got a big test next week as they will take on the 3-0 Carolina Panthers in AT&T Stadium. One of the things about this show is I try to give love to just about every sport that's going on. And your casual baseball fan who gets excited about baseball in the summertime because they're going to baseball games, but once football season starts, they stop paying attention to baseball. And I hate to call out Braves fans that Practice this because some of them do. You're a casual Braves fan, and then college football starts. You got Georgia playing football, and then all of a sudden, you stop watching the Braves. You're not paying attention to what the Braves are doing as they are about to win their fourth straight NL East crown, but they have a crucial three game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. They are two and a half ahead of the Phillies right now. The magic number to clinch is 5. If the Braves win the NL East, they will play the Milwaukee Brewers in the division series of the postseason. Looking at tonight's game, it will be at 720 on FS1. Probably not. I guarantee you that is going to get blacked out. It always does, unless you have DirecTV, Spectrum, or Xfinity. But Zach Wheeler, the Phillies' best pitcher, 14 9, a 279 ERA, will go up against Charlie Morton tonight. This is a very important game. The Braves have the best infield in baseball. Austin Riley is leading the club with 32 home runs. He has really come out of nowhere. 32 home runs, 100 runs batted in. He's been batting 303. Remember, he actually struggled at the plate in his rookie season, and the Braves didn't even know if he was going to be their everyday third baseman. They wanted to re-sign players like Josh Donaldson. They actually acquired Pablo Sandoval, thought he was going to be over there at third base, and nobody would have thought that the Braves missing two of their key pieces from last season's postseason run, Marcelo Zuna and Ronald Acuna Jr., that they would be in this position. So I'm looking forward to the series against the Phillies. Hopefully they can extend their lead in the division and their magic number can be reduced to less than five. If they win tonight. I think the magic number is three. But some of the other... Crazy races in the postseason. The Yankees swept the Red Sox over the weekend, and they currently have a one game lead in the wild card. Right now, it's a three team race in the wild card. Yes, the Mariners and the A's still have an outside shot, but they have pretty much got to win all their games out. And the Astros haven't even clinched the division yet. The Mariners are four and a half back, as the Astros have lost four straight. The Mariners have won two straight, but you really have a three team race for that last. AL wild card. Only two teams will get in. The Yankees, Red Sox, and the Blue Jays, all separated by two games. And if the season were to end today, the Yankees would play the Red Sox. Over in the National League, it's pretty much set. The Milwaukee Brewers clinched the NL Central, and they will host a playoff game in the division series. They will play the winner of the NL East, whether it is the Braves or the Phillies. In the West, the San Francisco Giants have the number one seed. Now, the number one seed is going to come out of the NL West. It's going to be either the San Francisco Giants or the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right now, the Giants are 102-54. and The Dodgers are two games behind the Giants with six games to play. The Giants are getting ready for a three-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the worst teams in the league at 50-106. and The Dodgers will take on the Padres, which were eliminated over the weekend they are 78 and 78 but the Dodgers will continue to put out their big time starting pitching treating it like a postseason because they want to avoid that one game playoff against the Cardinals because right now they haven't clinched yet but the Cardinals will have locked up that final wild card spot they are five and a half games over on the Reds they have won 16 straight they are the hottest team in all of baseball nobody wants to play the Cardinals in that first game of the wild card which will start on Wednesday, October 6th on TBS. So the Dodgers actually have a more tougher schedule having to play the Padres and the Brewers. Meanwhile, the Giants will get to play the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. It has been intriguing baseball to watch these two teams continue to win because they want to win the division. The Dodgers have won the NL West Every year since 2013, the last time that a team other than the Dodgers won the NL West was 2012. That year the Giants won the NL West and went on to win their second World Series, and of course they won a third in 2014 as a wild card team. I love baseball during this time. It is compelling. I know that it takes a backseat to football, but we are in for a great finish in Major League Baseball. College football this weekend. I'm actually going to start with the Thursday games. You have Virginia taking on Miami. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. Miami is favored by 4. A disappointing start for the Miami Hurricane, although their two losses were to Alabama and Michigan State. They played a pretty tough schedule. Derek Keene, he's got to do better. He's only thrown for 3 touchdowns and 4 interceptions. In the start of the season, he seemed to be one of of the key favorites that could win the Heisman if the Miami Hurricane went on a run. Virginia, after starting 2-0, have lost two straight, including a 37-17 loss to Wake Forest at home. So, something's got to give between these two ACC Coastal rivals. Okay, so Friday, Houston takes on Tulsa. You got Iowa taking on Maryland. That is going to be a great game because Maryland might be better than people think. After winning their opener to West Virginia, they went on and beat Illinois on the road, and they also beat Howard and Kent State. So they're 4-0. Tua's brother has been great. He came over from Alabama when offensive coordinator Mike Loxley took the job at Maryland. And he's done a great job so far. Coach Loxley has got the Terrapins right where they want. The schedule is going to get tougher because then they gotta play Ohio State. They'll also play Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. And don't count out Rutgers. Rutgers right now is three and one. They are looking pretty good. And they I know they lost to Michigan, but it was a very close game, 20 to 13. So So Maryland is looking pretty good this year. And then the nightcap is BYU going to Logan, Utah to take on Utah State. At one time, these two teams were rivals in the Mountain West. BYU has already accepted an invitation to the Big 12, and they will continue rolling. I don't think they're going to have the run they had in 1984, where they were the only undefeated team and they won the national championship. But they are a good program. And they're actually doing it without their quarterback, Zach Wilson. So on Saturday, the big game that Georgia better start paying attention to because Arkansas is a very sneaky team. You got number 8 Arkansas going up in Athens. It's a noon kickoff against the University of Georgia, ranked second. Georgia is favored by 18.5, but this is a very sneaky game because K.J. Jefferson is a formidable quarterback that can run outside the pocket. Georgia has got to pay attention, and they cannot sleepwalk in this game. This is one of those games where Arkansas can sneak up on you, and I don't think Georgia has been tested yet, even the Clemson game, because Clemson is not as good as people thought. So this is going to be the first test for Georgia this year. The CBS game, I cannot wait. Anytime Lane Kiffin takes on Alabama, it is exciting. You got Ole Miss ranked 12th in the country, 3-0 on the season, taking on Alabama 4-0, and Lane Kiffin returns to Alabama. I actually cannot wait for that game in a couple weeks when Lane Kiffin returns to Tennessee. What kind of ovation is he going to get there? And then the other big game is Cincinnati taking on Notre Dame. If Notre Dame is a prelineal favorite to make the college football playoff, they're going to have to win this game. Also, you have Auburn taking on LSU in Death Valley at night. The schedulers just pretty much gave LSU a win right there because it is very impossible to beat LSU in Death Valley at nighttime. I really wish those two games would have been swapped, that Georgia got the night game, because it would be pretty much impossible to beat Georgia at night. There's something about noon kickoffs, where hardly anybody gets in their seat in time, and these night games where you have everybody in the crowd and they're more fired up we do have some great games this weekend you got nba preseason starting on october the 3rd cannot wait for that we got some high school games coming up this week as well i will preview that on friday on thursday's show i'll preview the games that are happening on thursday so locally here in west georgia We have several local teams that will start play in a couple of months. You have the Columbus River Dragons. They will kick off their season against the Carolina Thunderbirds on November 12th. The River Dragons are the defending 2021 Ignite Cup champions. And it is always fun to go out to a River Dragons game. This time, we will finally get to go to the Civic Center without social distancing and limitations to COVID protocol. It is going to be fun to just go to a game without having to worry about any of that. You also have Columbus State. Columbus State returns to the court for the first time in two years with fans. This is something I am looking forward to. Their first game will be November the 12th at Barton College. Their first home game will be... November 15th at the Lumpkin Center against Morehouse College. And for the first time in two years, we will finally have fans at the Lumpkin Center. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to try to go to some games this year. This is really the only basketball action you could see in Columbus. Because Columbus does not have a G League team. They once did have one called the Columbus River Dragons, ironically. So really, my job on this podcast is to hype up Columbus sports. Many of you know I was a guest on 95.7 ESPN Radio. They stopped doing local programming, and now it's all up to podcasts. Now, there are other podcasts in the Columbus area, and I've talked about entertaining the idea of joining forces with these other podcasts because I think it's a lot more compelling to have guests. All right, some of the NFL games I want to preview this week. Of course, you have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers could bury the Seahawks at one and two, they could push them to one and three, and then they gotta have a short week to take on the Rams. I know the game in Seattle but the Rams are the best team in football as much as I want to watch that game I highly doubt that is going to be the Fox game of the week The Cardinals are taking on the Rams. Cardinals are 3-0. Rams are 3-0. And then you have the Steelers and the Packers. That is going to be the CBS game of the week just because of the two historic franchises. The Steelers are free-falling. They put all their eggs in one basket and re-signed Ben Roethlisberger. And now they don't have a successor after Big Ben. What is going to happen to the Steelers? Is Mike Tomlin going to have his first losing season since he took over as head coach? And then... The biggest regular season game, probably in the history of the league, is Tom Brady returning to New England to take on Bill Belichick. And I think that the Buccaneers are going to win this game because Tom Brady usually bounces back after a loss, and New England is struggling at the quarterback position. Mac Jones had some good showings, especially against the Jets, but like all rookie quarterbacks this year, you can't just give the keys to your franchise to a rookie quarterback without some developing. That's what's happened in New York. You have a brand new coaching staff. You don't have a whole lot of talent, and Zach Wilson has just been thrown out to the Wolves. Justin Fields, getting thrown out to the Wolves. Matt Nagy's offensive schemes are very complicated, and I'm not sure Justin Fields is ready for the spotlight. Let him sit behind Andy Dalton. I know that Bears fans were getting excited about getting Justin Fields in there, because he's a playmaker, and the Bears have a great team, and they made the postseason last year with Mitch Trubisky, but give him some time because I think that he will be a good quarterback, but he's just got to learn the system. And Trevor Lawrence, he has nothing around him. You didn't give him an opportunity to grow with a veteran quarterback. You don't even have a backup veteran quarterback that could teach Lawrence. You just gave him the keys to your franchise and just said, here you go. I actually think they should have kept Garner Minshew and let Trevor Lawrence play behind him. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We've seen rookie quarterbacks come into this league like Justin Herbert and tear up the league. Baker Mayfield had a pretty good rookie season. Josh Allen, it took some time. And the jury is still out on Daniel Jones. Josh Rosen has been a bust. Lamar Jackson tore up this league as a rookie. We automatically assume that these five rookie quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round are going to be good, and we don't know that for sure. I'm glad that the 49ers are not throwing Trey Lance out there because Jimmy Garoppolo is actually doing a good job, and I think that Jimmy G has shown something, especially coming back and taking the lead on the Packers. The Thursday night game will be the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why is this game significant? Because it is the rematch of the 2020 National Championship between Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars are 0-3. They're one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst team in the league. And the Cincinnati Bengals, despite their one loss to the Bears, actually look pretty good. Maybe they didn't whiff on head coach Zach Taylor. If you have the right quarterback, and Joe Burrow has shown that he can be the right quarterback at times, and you have a decent enough defense, you can win in this league. No, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're the worst team in the AFC North. I think right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the worst team in the NFC North. So exciting. I love doing these shows during the week because I can pretty much talk about whatever I want. All right, that is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank everybody. And I mean everybody. All you that have downloaded my podcast and liked to subscribe to my Facebook channel. And don't forget, if you want to be a guest on the show, just send me a message in the inbox. We can set that up. I will get you on this show and we can talk sports as long as you want. Hey, everybody. Take care talk to you tomorrow enjoy the rest of your day and we will do this all over again tomorrow bye you've been listening to the sports beat with Richard Holdry we invite you to download and subscribe you can find us on Anchor Spotify Google Cast Stitcher iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found thanks for listening